You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. It is, of course, presented by DraftKings, the go-to place for DFS, no question. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you know that. Five teams, seven years If you don't know which teams I played for, you can Google it or you can just look at the helmets behind me. For those of you that watch us on DK Network or YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Bunch of different shows. Love them all. College draft on Mondays. Emery goes ahead. He's picked every bowl game this week from a betting perspective, which is fun. Even money. We talk about every NFL game. From a betting perspective, Ross Tucker football podcast is your daily NFL show. And then the fantasy feast podcast. I love the information and the delivery from my guy, Joe Dolan each and every week at FG underscore Dolan on social media. He, of course, one of the owners over at fantasypoints.com where you can and should Use the code 23FEAST if you didn't sign up already to get their unbelievable content. I'm not aware of a place that gives you that much bang for your buck. It's incredible. Fantasypoints.com. Joe, we're finishing strong. And we're starting with Thursday night. Jets and the Browns. I mean... Are Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper out here leading people to fantasy championships? But now they got the Jets defense. Well, you know, I got to be honest. In one of my leagues, I didn't even have to sweat um, uh, my semifinal matchup because my opponent had Amari Cooper, so I didn't even have to pay attention to the rest of the week. So I'm like, all right, you know. I I, I had Puka Nakua last Thursday. I'm like, ha! I'll get you, buddy. And then Amari Cooper goes out and, like, doubles him up. Um, Joe Flacco right now... Ross, he's. I'm comparing Joe Flacco to like the director's cut of, of like a really like famous movie. Like, have you ever seen the Lord of the Rings movies? I don't know if you're a you're a, a, a fantasy guy like that. I've seen part of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're 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 really long. Um, they're also really good. Um, but when they were released on DVD back when DVD was the thing. They had these director's cuts that added like 45 minutes to an hour of extra stuff that they cut from the final movie. Joe Flacco right now is the director's cut of a Lord of the Rings movie because there's a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of stuff that if you wanted him to play a perfect game, you would have left on the cutting room floor. But it's still great for a completionist. And overall, it's still an enjoyable experience to watch him. He's throwing a bunch of picks, but he's also putting up yardage and touchdowns. And here's the thing, as we mentioned on last week's show, the Browns cannot run the football at all. And they're not going to run the football against the Jets. So even though the Jets are a generally difficult matchup. We saw what they did to Sam Howell, but Jacoby Brissett came in and then actually almost led the commanders to a victory. 
I think the Browns are still going to drop Joe Flacco back 40 times in this game. I really do. And while it is a difficult matchup for both for both Flacco and Amari Cooper, you just cannot sit them at this point. I think Joe Flacco is going to have revenge on his mind. You know Joe knows that the Jets have struggled without Aaron Rodgers, and Joe was with the team last year. I think Joe Flacco is going to come out, and he's going to have a good time in this game against the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, look, he... Uh, he it made it pretty clear this week. I think he wanted to sign with the Jets. They didn't want him. Yeah. He would have signed with the Jets. What about the uh, the Jets on offense? Looks like it'll be Simeon again at quarterback. Yeah, so. it'll be Simeon. Uh, the good news is Brees Hall finally got his first decent game, like in in months, at least on the ground. And then, of course, if you if you used him, he caught you twelve passes as well, and probably won you a week. So we're talking about maybe the two biggest week winners from week 16 facing off here in Amari Cooper against Brees Hall. Um, I don't think Brees Hall is going to have that much success on the ground against the Browns defense this week. Um, they did a good job on Devin Singletary last week, but Brees Hall, Trevor Simeon will check him the ball down and he'll get the ball to Garrett Wilson. And you know what? That's all we ask. We know your quarterback play is not going to be good. Just get the ball to Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Trevor Simeon has done that. I think I'm going to go with, Flacco and Garrett Wilson this week for DraftKings. Flacco, 6,100. I think he wants to put it on the Jets for them not calling him this year. He lives in Jersey. I mean, he mm-hmm. would have loved to have played for the Jets. So, 6,100 on Flacco, and then I'll go with Garrett Wilson, 5,800. I mean, he's the guy the Jets heavily target, as they should. So, those are my two DraftKings guys this week. What about Saturday night, Joe? I'm expecting a ton of points and yards and touchdowns. How about them Cowboys hosting the Detroit Lions? Yeah, so this this one I agree. I think this is going to be a really fun fantasy game. I thought Dak Prescott bounced back against the Dolphins, but their defense gave up a drive at the end of the game. You know what you're you're getting with your Cowboys right now. Um, you can probably now look. I don't think the Cowboys are gonna. Uh, I don't think the Lions are gonna stop the Cowboys at all. So that probably gives you an opportunity to go. Um, maybe put Brandon Cooks in a lineup, Jake Ferguson. But here's one thing with da- with Dallas. And you know maybe he's not totally healthy because he did break his leg last January, and we tend to forget these things. But when I look at Tony Pollard and I look at the fact. That he's playing on a good offense. The Cowboys' offense is good. There's no no questioning that. With the role that he has and the fact that he has stayed healthy this year, combining all those things together, Tony Pollard's been the biggest bust in fantasy football this year, in my opinion. Austin Eckler got hurt. You know, Bijan Robinson as a bozo for a head coach. Justin Jefferson got hurt. Jamar Chase got hurt, and his quarterback got hurt. Combining all the things that are actually working in Tony Pollard's favor, I'm not sure there was a bigger bust in all of fantasy football. And the problem with Tony Pollard is you look at his role and you're like, well, he plays for the Cowboys. You know, he's he's got 13 to 15 touches minimum a game. How do you sit him? And he's had such a bad season. Ross, I have no idea how he didn't score a touchdown on that play on the opening drive against the Dolphins. (laughs) Like, I literally don't know. Like, he cut back, and then even even despite cutting back, his entire body got in the end zone with the exception of the football, and then they fumbled, and that was obviously a bad omen for what was to come for them 
in the game. So, look, it, when I talk about Tony Pollard against the Detroit Lions, you have to play him. You know, I don't think Detroit's defense is stopping anybody this year, but it's really, really uh, disappointing what kind of season he's had. What about on the other side, Joe, for the Lions? So, for the Lions, uh, I, I mean, I think you start everybody again. Sam Laporta, unfortunately, did not have a huge game, but Jared Goff and um, and Amon Ross St. Brown came through. I think the Lions, I in this game, I think it's going to be more of a Jameer Gibbs game with the projected game script. The Lions are pretty heavy underdogs in this game. I think it's going to be more of a Jameer Gibbs game than a David Montgomery game. But the Lions, you play your guys. You play Goff playing indoors is a, is a solid matchup. Um, you have Jameer Gibbs in a projected high-scoring game. Obviously, St. Brown. I don't think you could sit Sam Laporta. He just had a bad game last week. I think there's going to be lots of, a lot of points scored in this game. And by the spread, it looks like the Lions are going to be playing from behind. And, you know, I will say this, too. Just we don't talk about it enough. I think they upgraded at both running back spots. Montgomery's better than Jamal Williams, and Gibbs is better than DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and <laughs> isn't that funny? That's what we talked about in the offseason when I – when I endorse drafting both of the guys at their cost, I'm like, look, I, I like both of them. They had two top 20 running backs last year, and they got rid of them both, and they actually, it was actually a successful move for the Lions, which is pretty wild. Let's talk maybe the biggest game of the weekend, Joe. It's got to be, right? It's the Miami Dolphins against the Baltimore Ravens. Just a Sunday 1 o'clock game. Interesting. Yeah. Um, by the way, the, the Cowboys-Lions game on Saturday is the final Monday night football game of the season. That's pretty interesting in my opinion. At least of the regular season. So uh, a Saturday-Monday nighter. Um, Dolphins and Ravens. Uh, Baltimore obviously very impressive defensively against uh, Brock Purdy. And isn't it funny that they're going to get an offshoot of the same system here against the Miami Dolphins. And um, Miami, I think, is probably going to want to try to run the football. You know, we had we had Raheem Mostert come out, get a little dinged up against the Cowboys. Fortunately, he scored the receiving touchdown. A-Chan hasn't really gotten himself involved in as much in recent weeks as we thought been kind of a disappointment there. Um, the, the thing to watch for Miami, though, is Jalen Waddell. Uh, looks like a potential high ankle sprain for him. I would be surprised if he plays in this game, which is going to give the Ravens options, obviously, to go attack um, Tyree Kill with some double coverage. So I think um, the Baltimore Ravens, who gave up, by the way, over 100 yards receiving to both George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be able to double uh, Tyree Kill in this game with no Jalen Waddle. So if you're dying for a tight end option, absolutely dying, they just gave up over 100 yards to George Kittle. Durham Smythe caught five passes last week. Maybe you can maybe you can look at that for your for your lineup. Maybe if you lost to TJ Hawkinson to an injury. What about Joe when the Ravens have the ball? You know what's funny about the Ravens is Lamar Jackson probably solidified his case for MVP, but they really didn't do anything besides Lamar for fantasy. You know, Gus Edwards had the short rushing touchdown and he had a reception. Justice Hill got 13 touches, which I think is notable if you need a running back this week. And Zay Flowers had 13 targets. Other than that, you know, I thought it was a disappointing game for Odell Beckham. Rashad Bateman didn't do a whole lot. Isaiah likely caught just three passes. So the Ravens are just really spreading the ball around, which I think is enhancing the MVP case for Lamar Jackson because he doesn't have star players on the perimeter without um, without Mark Andrews. His, once again, for like the 47th consecutive 
season, they're down to their third and fourth string running backs back there. So Lamar Jackson is getting this done by himself with a rookie receiver as his top receiver and his backup tight end as his second best receiver. It's pretty fascinating what, what Lamar Jackson has done. Uh, I can endorse him for MVP. Let's move on to the Patriots and the Bills, Joe. But before we do, I'm looking at my game time app because Sunday at 1, Joe, I didn't tell you this, I'm doing the Falcons and the Bears Mm. for CBS with Jason McCourty, Chris Lewis, Amanda Renner. Looking forward to it. Right now, the cheapest ticket, top-level grandstand three at Soldier Field, $67. So you want to have something cool for New Year's? Do that. Really, I don't care where you live. Just make sure you get the game time app on your phone. It is so fun. By the way, even Chicago, like just going through it, to see like DePaul basketball, Chicago Bulls, Blackhawks, just the amount of events that you can have in each city when you put it in, it's really, really cool. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. I mean, it's almost addicting to, to be watching and seeing what all events are in your area. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again, create an account and redeem code F-E-A-S-T for $20 off. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Joe, you got any guarantees for me with the Patriots and the Bills? Yeah, my guarantee is the Bills are going to win this game and the Patriots are going to have an ugly offensive performance. Um, The biggest question here uh, for the Patriots is the status of Ramondre Stevenson. Is he going to play this week? Because if not, I think Zeke Elliott's an RB too. Look, it was not pretty uh, against the, the Broncos the other night, but Zeke Elliott had 21 opportunities. He caught nine passes and scored a touchdown. Can't ask for much more from a from a running back who, quite frankly, looks pretty washed to me, but he's getting opportunities. So keep an eye on the status of Ramondre Stevenson. If you need another Patriot, Pop Douglas, Demir, uh, Demario Douglas, had eight targets and five catches for 74 yards. He is a viable wide receiver three option for the New England Patriots. I'm not interested in anybody else in this in, on this offense. Okay, then on the other side, you've got – the Bills offensively. Oh. Curious what you're thinking. I mean, we had our once every seven weeks Gabe Davis game, Joe. You can't go to that well again, right? <sighs> I mean, if you need Gabe Davis, like, I think you, you understand what he is at this point, right? If you put him in your lineup, you literally have weak winning upside and weak losing downside. That's what he is. Um, that's, I, don't, I don't need to analyze him any more than that. I will be very curious if we can finally get a Stefan Diggs game, I mean, he's got to be frustrated right now. Now, look, they're winning. They've won a number of games in a row, uh, three straight since they lost to Philadelphia. But he has gone under 50 yards in five of his last six games, and the game in which they didn't, they went to overtime with the Eagles. So this has been a very, very disappointing run for Stefan Diggs. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and try to make it a point to get him the ball in this game. Um, the other disappointing thing for, for Buffalo in that, um, in that game against the Chargers, unfortunately, was James Cook. He had 20 carries, but he was not targeted in the passing game. He lost a fumble, so that was a really, really disappointing performance in your semifinals um, if, if he carried you to your fantasy playoffs. Uh, for James Cook, though, I have no choice but to go back to the well on him. He did get 20 carries against the Chargers last week.
All right, what about the game I'm calling that I mentioned already, Falcons and the Bears, both teams coming off of wins. We're just watching them, Joe. They both want to do the same thing. They both want to run the ball and then have play action. Yeah, so the um, the Falcons got to Gardner Minshew five times uh, in that game against the Colts last week, and that's really the key against Justin Fields. Justin Fields, I came up with this stat actually last week, um, and why? And it's why I thought Justin Fields was a great play against the uh, against the Cardinals, which he ended up being. Uh, Justin Fields went under pressure this year. Basically, has the same adjusted net yards per pass attempt, which takes into account sacks, turnovers, and all that stuff, as Zach Wilson. When he's not pressured, he has the same one as Justin Herbert. So he's been pretty freaking good without pressure, and he's been bad when he has been pressured and. Against the Cardinals, look, he threw he threw an interception, um, but he ran all over the place. He also threw a touchdown to Mercedes Lewis of all people. Uh, so, but Justin Fields, I actually think more of a mediocre play this week against the Falcons. Nonetheless, given the number of backup quarterbacks that we're seeing around the NFL, kind of hard to sit Justin Fields in this game. We have to keep an eye on the status of Deontay Foreman, who missed the Cardinals game with a. A personal issue, but if he returns, this entire backfield is now thrown into upheaval again because Khalil Herbert had, us, I believe, his first 100-yard game of the season last week filling in for Deontay Foreman. So that entire backfield gets thrown asunder if, if Deontay Foreman is back this week because Rashawn Johnson was also playing on passing downs. What about, Joe, on the other side with the Falcons with Heineke back in? Well... Kyle Pitts, three for here's what happens. Kyle Pitts needs to score a touchdown for you because he doesn't get the volume otherwise. Drake London, another disappointing game. Three for 39 receiving. He's a wide receiver three. Of course, I knew this was going to happen. Arthur Smith got shamed into using B. John Robinson. Um, but Tyler Algier, of course, comes in and and does the closing at the end of that game. Your Falcons, you know what you have in them at this point. No expectations whatsoever. I think you have to play Bijan Robinson. Um, Kyle Pitts is a tight end two. Drake London's a wide receiver three. I think Heineke just kept them on schedule a little bit better in this game. If that if that makes you happy against the Chicago Bears, have at it. It's still the same offense to me, though. How about Titans and the Texans? I think we'll get Levis and C.J. Stroud, Joe. You would think. You would hope. We'll... Whatever the case, these two teams played two weeks ago, and it is unfortunate for you if you have Derrick Henry because they held him to nine yards on 16 carries two weeks Ooh. ago. Yeah, um, and that I don't think that was a fluke because Houston's run defense has been really good all season, and especially recently. They haven't given up 100 non-scramble rushing yards since week four, and they've allowed under three yards per carry on non-scramble rushing yards in four of their last five games, including, obviously, that game against Henry and the Titans a, a, a couple of weeks ago. This is a tough matchup for the Tennessee Titan offense, which really, outside of Henry, hasn't done anything for fantasy of note of late. On the other side? Well, um, Let's see what happens with C.J. Stroud. We obviously, Nico Collins got back, but didn't really do a whole lot uh, in last week's game. They made a mistake, I think, going to going to Case Keenum versus Davis Mills. Mills gave them some life at the end of that game against the Browns. Um, I, I would think it'll be Mills 
if they don't get C.J. Stroud back in this game. But C.J. Stroud getting back will certainly increase the usefulness of Nico Collins, Noah Brown, and Dalton Schultz in this game. Let's really just hope C.J. Stroud's back because this is a pass-funnel defense. Let's really just hope you guys have awesome weekends from a fantasy perspective. And if you're feeling good about your draft picks, but now what to eat, make it easy on yourself. Order it on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. So that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door. And you know me, Joe, if I'm eating, I'm drinking Labatt Blue Lights. Why not? Delicious. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. All right, Joe, let's talk the Raiders and the Colts, both of whom coming off pretty disappointing offensive performances, at least. The Raiders had a phenomenal defensive performance. Aiden O'Connell was brutal in that game. 9 of 21. I don't think he completed a pass after the first quarter. Um, Devontae Adams catches one pass for four yards. I think they'll be better this week against a, a, Colt, a, a Colt defense that is decent, but certainly not what we saw the Chiefs do. But, it, I, I mean, if you don't have any faith in, in, in Aiden, uh, Devontae Adams after what you saw from Aiden O'Connell, I don't blame you. The story for the Raiders is this, the run game. I don't think many people had Zamir White runs all over the Chiefs on their Christmas Day bingo card, and I'm guessing even fewer, Ross, had Zamir Wright, a best ball league winner on theirs, but he's now produced uh, performances of 14.5 and 17.5 fantasy points uh, in his last two weeks without Josh Jacobs. It's possible Jacobs, who has a quad injury and an illness, returns this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders, as they look to build for the near future, put up, give uh, Zamir White a couple of carries in this game. So that's the situation I'm monitoring because Zamir White might put a cap on the upside of Josh Jacobs in this matchup with Indianapolis, who just got run all over by Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. What about uh, Indianapolis offensively? Yeah, so the thing with the Colts, they were so disappointing. Um, Jonathan Taylor got 18 carries, obviously, with Zach Moss injured. Here, Here's the deal. You play Jonathan Taylor, and if Michael Pittman's back, you play Michael Pittman. Other than that, ignore the Colts on, on offense. Amazing that they've had the success they've had with that being the case. Yeah, hey, Stikens let's talk Carolina. Joe, let's talk Carolina and Jacksonville. I saw your social media. Bryce Young is giving you some hope. Look, not for fantasy, but that touchdown throw, his second one to DJ Chark, where he's rolling out to his right, and he puts it on the money in the back corner of the end zone. Look, I know they played the Green Bay Packers. I think I said on this show last week, I think it's more likely that uh, – that uh, Bryce Young makes the Packers defense look competent than vice versa. I was wrong. Uh, Bryce Young made the Packers defense look even more incompetent than their fans already think it is. But Bryce Young did a solid job uh, in that game, throwing for his first career 300-yard game. I am not giving up on Bryce Young. I I, I think this offseason is going to be telling. Um, that being said, Carolina to me, even with um, DJ Chark putting up that game, Adam Thielen having the game he had, is still just a Chuba Hubbard and maybe Adam Thielen fantasy team for me. I, I'm not going to overreact to one game against what could be the league's worst defense right now with Green Bay. Well, speaking of bad, let's talk about Jacksonville. Oh, four, I mean, four. they're bad, Joe, everywhere. And I saw they just got Barkley off the Giants practice squad. So I don't know if that gives you some trepidation with Lawrence, <laughs> although he's never missed a game. That being Matt and not Saquon. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't sign Saquon away from the Giants this week. Uh, they can't run the football. Travis Etienne had six carries for 12 yards. Um, Jacksonville, um, Etienne, who was third in the NFL in explosive run rate among running backs with 200 or more carries last year, has just four such explosive runs since week seven, two of which came out of the Wildcat. So two of them came on trick play looks. So they don't have any explosive plays in the passing game. They were trying to get E. Cooks going. They're, I don't know who even that guy is, but he, he caught three passes in the first half uh, against the Buccaneers. You know, Calvin Ridley came on in the second half and scored a couple of touchdowns. But, oh, yeah, obviously, burying the lead here, Trevor Lawrence is hurt. And he hasn't been all that good this year anyway. So, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, you probably downgrade the entire offense. Zay Jones is going to be back, uh, if that matters to you. Um, it probably does, because it does make Calvin Ridley more appealing in this game. Um, but uh, Jacksonville's offense right now is not one I want to be trusting for fantasy, with, with the exception maybe of Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram. They are absolutely limping to the finish line. We are not. We got two episodes this week, like every week, the show that's so nice. We do it twice, two more episodes next week. Then we'll start to go into the once-a-week episodes, but still a bunch of big games to talk about in episode number two. Make sure you subscribe, whether it's to YouTube.com slash NFL or your podcast app or whatever. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.